Diagnosis Podcast, where we strive to bring you useful and timely information to inspire and encourage you on your journey with histiocytosis. This is episode 19, a 2022 mid-year update from the Histiocytosis Association. mid-month episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Wisniewski. The purpose of the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast from the beginning has been to bring you valuable information and resources that you can use on your histio journey, and we believe that part of that mission is keeping you updated on what we, the Histiocytosis Association, are working on and accomplishing. So today we've got this extra episode that we're adding into our podcast schedule in order to fill you in on what we've been up to during the first half of 2022. So let's get started. Hello, and a very special welcome to our Histio community and listeners. Well, since we started the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast all the way back in March of 2021, I still can't believe it's been well over a year already. We've been pretty intentional about bringing you updates on what the association is working on, what we've accomplished, and where we're going in the upcoming months. So here we are a little bit past the mid-year coming to you with a little mini episode to update you on the exciting things that the team and our volunteers have achieved so far in 2022. So today we once again have Diana Fournier, the Executive Director of the Histiocytosis Association back with us, and we've got some exciting things to share with you today. So Diana, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Kathy, and hello everyone. It's awesome to be back and to connect with you on what's been going on this year. These update episodes are always pretty fun for me because it's like an opportunity to take the time to celebrate the things that we've been able to do. I think that a lot of times we just kind of move on to the next thing and don't take the time to to actually feel the pride of the accomplishment, but these episodes allow us to do that. Don't, don't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I feel like sometimes you can blink and time passes and you've worked on so many things and then getting to sit down and have a conversation about what were those things that we accomplished and what did they do? What impact did they have? It definitely is really energizing. Yeah. So we've, we've all been pretty busy during the first half of 2022. So let's dive right in and update everyone what we've been up to. Absolutely. And I might ask you to share a little bit about a few of the the topics, Kathy, because I think some of them you have a lot of really great information to share as well. So I'll start with um, the grants that we awarded uh, from uh, the 2021 funding. And that was a total of four grants, which is really exciting. I know we've talked about our research program and the importance and impact of it. And I think it's just such an amazing feeling to know that we can continue to propel research forward. And that's Mm -hmm. through the generosity and support of of our community, of the Histio community. And without that support, we wouldn't be able to realize these amazing advancements that we've seen happen. So we were really grateful to be able to fund four research grants at $50,000 a piece. Those are seed grants. And I know you will talk more about the grants um, you know, throughout the year. And we've done a variety of different ways of explaining the grant program through email and on our website. So if you want to learn more, definitely go check that out. But just to kind of summarize, we funded two projects that are focused on HLH. One project that focuses on uh, multiple areas of histiocytic disorders in the eyes, and then one project on LCH. So it's just awesome to see the the difference uh, in in the research is incorporating rare histiocytic disorders, different areas of histio, and some things that are really new for us as well. Like the focus on the eyes was really interesting to us. Yeah, very cool to have that diversity in, in the things that we're funding and trying to 
have those touch points with the different, different disease types that we have. Absolutely. So that, that was amazing. And we were able to start the year um, realizing all the generosity of the community through that program. So I'm just Love to start there, and then I'll I'll move on to another exciting um, opportunity to award uh, to the community as the scholarship program. And the program, uh, it's been growing. This was the fourth year that we had the scholarship program, and the applications were outstanding. I mean, we we have an opportunity. It goes through a review process, an unbiased review process, with some members that are on the periphery of the community, so that way we can um, make sure that they're reviewed appropriately. And then we get to read them internally and brought to tears by every single story. Um, these such amazing uh, students out there. We, we award four scholarships, three to Histia Warriors, one to a family member. And the Warrior Scholarships, there are two at $1,500 and one that is fully funded by the Histio Hike Shenandoah. So thank you so much to Tracy and Ryan and Ian and to all who participate mm-hmm. in the hike. Um, so 10% of the hike proceeds go to the scholarship. And this year, it was an amount of $5,058, uh, which is fantastic. And then the family member award is $1,000. And so we give that directly to their university or college, and it helps them with tuition. So it's an honor to be able to do that again through the generosity of the community and the impact of the program we hear back from the students, and it truly makes a big difference. Yeah, definitely. Is is there anywhere that um, we have posted who those students are and where the community can, can see those names? Absolutely. On the website, if you uh, visit the resources and you go to the scholarship program page, we do have a profile of each of the scholarship recipients, and it describes a little bit about their relationship with Histio and what they're looking forward to um, through school. And then there also is a video that we um, we compiled when we awarded the scholarships, and you can find that on that page as well as on social media. You know, I'm just kind of in real time getting an idea of um, maybe a future podcast episode interviewing one of the scholarship recipients from maybe one of the earliest years and kind of seeing how that impacted them and and what they've been able to do since then. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the other things that uh, we we launched this year that we did a podcast episode on back in April was the Ambassador Program, and um, that has been wildly popular so far. And a lot of a lot of great things have come out of that. So, what what can we learn about that? Oh my gosh, the Ambassador Program has been really energizing for us, and uh, the yeah the podcast episodes were wonderful. So we have currently 19 ambassadors across more than six states, and they're just so active in their passion to help raise awareness and to reach the broader community. I think what's really inspiring to see is that they already are, are and were doing so much. And so through the program, we're able to collaborate together more with them and them with each other on variety of projects. So some of the really um, interesting and exciting projects that they've been working on include fundraisers. So there's uh, several different fundraisers that they've decided to take on throughout the year, Um, but they also are doing so much for outreach and awareness. So um, some examples include at blood drives, distributing pamphlets about histiocytosis, so fact sheets and brochures describing uh, maybe the the histiocytic disorder that impacted them directly. And then we've created a QR code that can go on the corner and so someone can scan it and learn more. We also have people 
setting booths up uh, in their local community and sharing information about histiocytosis. There are care bags that we have that can be distributed within local hospitals. And so some of the ambassadors have reached out to their hospital, connected with a child life specialist, and then brought care bags to the hospital for newly diagnosed histio patients so that they receive something upon diagnosis and know that they're not alone. Um, they've connected with each other and with other members of the community as well that are newly diagnosed or looking for support and offered a, a helping hand, a shoulder to lean on and some guidance, maybe on um, questions that they have about what to do with, with different aspects of, of life. And um, it's just been really nice to see them want to offer that support. And we also, and we'll, we might talk a little bit more about this uh, in this conversation, but are launching a new program, these peer-to-peer -peer connect co meetings. And um, a couple of our ambassadors are going to help us in hosting those as well. We have one ambassador who's very well-versed in hosting these peer support or counseling groups. And so she's been really helpful in the design and ideas behind um, how we'll facilitate them. And then we also are excited to um, create some groups for angels, uh, families. So really more of like a grief support group. And we have a couple of ambassadors that are eager to help with that too. So I know I'm scratching the surface and I know that um, so many members of the community do so much. So I think for me, it's just being able to really see see all of it. Um, you know, they're getting involved in advocacy and going to um, uh, conferences on behalf of the association and the histio community. And it's just amazing. So um, it's been really, and like I said, energizing. And I know that um, there's so many people out there that are doing these things. And so it just feels really cool to know how much support the histio community has. Right, right. And one of the things that I think is awesome about the um, ambassador program is that you know, all of our ambassadors get into this because they want to be able to help the community. They want to pay it forward. And so they, they get into it thinking about others, but yet they end up getting so much out of it for themselves as well. Like you touched on um, uh, the conferences. There's uh, one of our staff members was just at a dermatologic conference with two of our ambassadors. And um, she commented in, during our staff meeting about how it was really cool to see those two ambassadors meet each other and be able to support each other in their journeys. So it's like they get involved in the program in order to help others, but then end up gaining a lot of, a lot of support for themselves as well, which is really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love that you brought that up because I think it's really special to see them be able to connect across states too. And um, I know a few of them are planning when they might be able to travel to visit one another now that they've met virtually. And so mm -hmm. it just, it you realize how not alone you are and we do have an amazing community. Yeah. And speaking of this um, dermatologic conference, this was an exciting thing that we just got to do. It was kind of a, a last minute thing, but something we jumped on. We had the opportunity to have a booth at this at this conference for dermatologists. And, um, you know, we know that the skin can be affected by histiocytosis and several of the different um, diseases. And so going to a dermatologic conference made a lot of sense for us and um, actually ended up being even... Uh, even more productive than we originally anticipated. And so um, just the, uh, the number of physicians that we were able to talk with and touch from that and, and physicians that are now part of our physician directory, and even just the physicians who had heard of and worked with histiocytosis before, it's, it's kind of a new area for us, but 
um, one that um, even the, the histiocyte society is excited about getting more involved with. They would like to see some, some dermatologists involved in the society as well. I think that would be wonderful. And multiple histiocytic disorders appear um, on skin, sometimes skin only, or it can be skin plus internal involvement. And I think it's great to see the dermatologists know histio and um, mention that they've been treating it. And I know that that probably will expand across other specialties too. And I think that's really important for awareness, um, earlier diagnosis. So yeah, that was a really amazing opportunity and inspiring to see what came out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that that did um, give us opportunities for a couple of other conferences that we may attend in the future as well. So um, just out there raising that awareness. And we we thank our our, uh, our two ambassadors who uh, traveled to the conference for helping out and for for being willing to take their time to attend this event and uh, and help raise awareness about histiocytosis. So awesome. Awesome. Uh, another outcome from the ambassador program. So let's see, moving on. We've got a whole list here. <laughs> we've got a whole list of the things that we've done in the first half of this year. We've been very, very busy. One of the things that I have on my list is that we hired a new staff member. We did. Yes. Uh, Peter Yanevsky joined us uh, in early May and he is managing uh, communications. So you may have seen the social media uh, being more interactive and a little more consistent. And he's been um, definitely doing an amazing job with that and helping out with a variety of different areas of what we do. We have um, a lot of email communication that we send out. And so he's really diving into that and then also developing resources. So uh, whether that's he has a background in video editing. So he's been diving into different ways to bring more video to our website, to the um, histiocytosis medical and uh, scientific information. So there's a lot of things that he is currently working on that we're really excited to share with the community and really just thrilled to have him. He's really dived in and um, added so much to the team. We're just really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. He's been, I've been working with him a little bit too on just um, how we are advertising some of our podcast episodes and things like that. So um, you'll see some more changes and some more improvements in our social media and, and communications in general coming as uh, as he gets uh, gets more um, experience with the association and learns a little bit more. So we're excited to have him as part of our team. Okay, next we have uh, fundraising events. We kind of talked uh, about um, the Histio Hike Shenandoah. That was a big success again this year. Definitely was. Yeah, the the hike is an amazing opportunity to connect with others as well. So um, for those of you who haven't attended or interested in finding out more about it, encourage you to just consider it for next year. It's the last weekend in April every year. And so many Histio families come together and share stories and spend time. So um, actually, we're talking about this today. It sort of feels like a retreat as well and um, can be a really amazing opportunity to just get to know others. So um, that was a huge success. And there were other events as well. There was a take a bite out of Histio, which was uh, sort of a candy gram uh, uh, fundraiser, amazing uh, idea as well. And then we had play for a cure in Simi Valley, California. It's a softball tournament. And there were so many people that came out. What's neat about that event is not um, not very many people are actually directly impacted by histiocytosis, but come together for the cause for, for the cure because they know someone who knew that the family that originally started this. And so it's all about 
about um, HLH Warrior Drew um, from the inception, but it's grown into this really an amazing opportunity to bring a community together for uh, a very important cause. So um, that was really neat and same encourage those of you that are in California who'd like to come. Histio families are there and we share stories and get to know each other. So um, that's uh, generally in July every year. And we have a lot coming up. Um, we have the Anna Memorial Golf Tournament and the, Ro- the Ross Golf Outing. Um, we have the Camp Out in September for Awareness Month. And that's, we're really excited about that. That is um, an association-led event. Uh, the others are really sparred, uh, spurred on by the community. And the Camp Out's an association-led event. And the idea is to get as many people as we can to camp out in your local community, even if it's in your backyard together for Histio and to raise awareness um, by doing that and also to raise some funds. So we'll be sharing more about that as we approach Awareness Month in September, but that's a really exciting opportunity to get involved. The TIE Fighters 5K, we have a Bridge Runners event as well, Giving Tuesday. There are so many. You can find all of these opportunities on our website um, under Get Involved and uh, Fundraising and just check out the events, even if you want to just come to meet others. They're a great opportunity to connect. And we're really, really grateful for the community for putting these on. Um, cannot tell you how it, much it impacts uh, our ability to fund grants and our ability to bring out new programs. So just so, so, so grateful that they are out there. Definitely. You know, it is these events and others that enable us to be able to fund the the $200,000 worth of research that we did this year and will um, then carry us into next year to fund more research projects. So um, we definitely want to thank all of the the people who have done events for us and um, encourage you if you're if you're interested in, in putting on an event and doing a fundraiser um, we would definitely love to talk to you we do offer a lot of help in that area a lot of assistance to get an event planned and, and all of that so um, we would love to we would love to talk to you about that if that's something that you're interested in Okay, we have a, a lot of work with some of the, um, this is exciting to me too, with some of the international family groups. So what are we doing there? Yeah, this is very exciting to me as well. So I know that there's been a lot of collaboration over the years with the family groups that are within the United States and um, internationally. There are so many amazing people that are really standing alongside all of us for the same mission to find a cure for Histio. And um, through our collaboration and partnership over the years, we've just continued to become more and more connected. And I've just found, I think, also partially one of the amazing things about the virtual aspects that came from COVID was that we all could connect more uh, effectively. And so we found that it allowed a lot more collaboration in recent years um, through virtual opportunity. So some of the things that you may have seen is when we've been hosting webinars, you'll notice other um, organizations are listed there. We very commonly will partner with the Erdheim Chester's Disease Global Alliance, and we do collaboratively uh, source content and speakers for webinars to put on for the Histio community. Um, We've also partnered with the Histio Association of Canada for that very same purpose. And we have partnered with OR Association in Spain, um, and they have some really cool programs in Spanish. 
And also for people located in Spain and Europe, there are um, organizations like the OR Association. There's, um, you know, there's a group in Italy, there's a group in Greece, there is a group in France. And you can find them in our resource directory under international histio groups. You can see a list of all of the organizations that are out there. What's amazing is that you're not alone in around the world. <laughs> you're not alone. Um, and so because we all know that we're working toward uh, the same mission, uh, we have been having a lot more conversation around how can we do more together. So um, I will will share that in a couple of months, we'll be having the Histiocyte Society meeting. And the that's where all the clinicians and researchers come together. Um, this year, it's hybrid, but it's uh, generally an in-person meeting where they really connect and collaborate and share um, research advancements and knowledge. And the family groups have met there in the past. And so we're, we're eager to do that again and to hopefully build an action plan for how we can continue to collaborate, not only with each other for the Histio community, but with the society as well. And I think that if the more that we can all connect about what we're working on and share ideas and resources, the more we can drive forward progress. And so that's really the goal. And it's been very exciting. I, I I love that you mentioned um, the the society because it's a partnership that we've had for over 30 years and it's a really important partnership, very unique um, for an organization like ours to be so connected with the, the physicians that are actually doing the research. But like I said, it's something we've been doing for years and, you know, it's it's really great to see the family groups come together and while they have met in the past at the at the society meetings, this year is is going to be a little different. And it's because um, the society is more involved now with that collaboration and with it's it's almost going to be like a think tank kind of uh, situation where the family groups can um, in, inform the society about where they feel like the gaps are, where those global unmet needs are. And the society, this, you know, this group of doctors can then take that information and use that to steer the society into the future and to bring that information back to the different steering committees. We have steering committees for, you know, LCH, for HLH and for the rare histiocytosis. And when the, the board and the, the leadership of the society can share that information back to the steering committees, they can then use that to inform their blueprints of how they go forward. And so um, that's what makes this year really exciting with the family group meetings and and um, and and what's going to happen at the meeting. And you know we are going to have the the society leadership present at at one of one of their meetings in order for this this think tank to occur. And that to me is just so very exciting. It's be, it's going to be a lot more um, patient led, I think, than it has been in 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 the past. Yeah, it's incredibly exciting. And I love the way that you just described um, how everything will come together. And it gave me so much more um, excitement about what what is to come in the, in the coming months with, with this meeting and then following the meeting as well. One of the things that I'm also incredibly excited about is the opportunity to get more education around what are all the different areas of research that are happening that maybe the association has not directly funded, but are still taking place. And we might be able to connect more to that, all of us, all of the family groups, and then share that back to the Histia community. So the ability to really um, be connected it sounds like it's going to truly benefit everyone and just really excited for their dedication to the work that we're doing and um, hope that they see our commitment to the work that they're doing at the society. 
Absolutely. Yeah, the 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 trickle down effect from this, I think, is going to be very widespread. I think that, you know, this this will eventually like affect every every member of our histio community, which is exciting. Um, but speaking of that that meeting, that's that's one of the things that um, we do as an association is we uh, are voluntarily act as the secretariat for the society. And uh, one of our big things that we're working on right now is getting that meeting planned and uh, getting everything in place so that that meeting runs as seamlessly as possible. And like you mentioned, this is the first year that we're doing it in a hybrid version. Um, and of course, this is a result of, of COVID and, and um, having to do things virtually for the last couple of years and realizing how effective that can be, that, that um, kind of spurred the decision to make this a hybrid meeting. So we're, we obviously are hoping that people will join us in person or the the physicians will join us in person, but if they can't, there is the opportunity for them to join virtually because ultimately what's most important is that we are um, reaching and educating as many doctors as possible. So um, that's what matters more is that we're touching a lot of people, but um, you know, this is uh, always a great a great time. There's a lot of research and education and collaboration that happens at these meetings. And, um, you know, it's been a lot of the same doctors over the years. And so this is a very much like a family reunion when they get together. And now not having been together for two years, uh, this is going to be definitely a special and exciting meeting for them. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I'll also just put out a little plug uh, for those that are listening, that if your doctor, maybe go and ask them if they've heard of the Histiocyte Society, if they are members of the Histiocyte Society, um, even just with membership, even if you don't attend the meeting, which they of course should, um, there's a lot of collaboration and learning that happens throughout the year. And so if you are physicians across a variety of different specialties are actively aware and treating histio or want to learn more about it, that's a really great place for them to, to plug in and to have the support of over 240, I think it is over 240 physicians and clinicians, clinicians around the world. So I'll just put in a little plug because I am so amazed by what they do and, and what they are able to accomplish together. And I think it's something that any, any doctor who's treating histio should check out and learn more about. Absolutely. Yeah, we are we're definitely excited about this meeting. This is going to take place in September. And every year we also, after the, the meeting is over, we do distribute the, um, the meeting program and abstract booklet to our community. So you can see what kind of research is happening and what kind of um, abstracts were presented at the meeting. So you can definitely look forward to that. That will be probably sometime in October. We'll have that distributed to everyone. But um, Deanna and I will both be at the meeting as well as our, our colleague, Kristen. So um, that will be a, a good time running that and, and uh, hopefully making sure everything goes off without a hitch, which we know it will, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then um, kind of moving on to other things that we have done through through this first half of the year, we, we would be remiss if we didn't mention the podcast. We had some really great episodes already this year. Um, we did a, a an episode on Rare Disease Day. We did an, an interview with Tracy Brown, who runs the Shenandoah Hike with her husband, Ryan. Um, that was a great episode kind of talking about the, the origins of the hike and how it came to be and what her vision is for that. We did uh, an, an episode about um, Erdheim-Chester disease. So we got a little, a little specific there and um, invited 
uh, Dr. Eli Diamond on to that episode as well as Gaurav Goyal. And uh, that was a great, a great episode. Uh, we had Kathy Brewer from EZD Global Alliance on there as well. And then uh, we also did a mini podcast in, in March about the scholarship program and kind of announcing that. We did, um, again, the, the in-depth uh, episode about the ambassador program. We did an interview with Jeffrey Tohill, who was the founder of the association and talking about uh, the origins of the association and his story about his daughter, Bethany. And then in June, we did kind of a sad episode uh, with uh, history of spouse, Michelle Fay. Uh, she lost her, her husband to HLH a couple of years ago. Um, and that was a really great episode to hear her story and hear kind of the other side of it. And then, of course, we have um, this little mini, mini episode of our updates and um, a little sneak preview. If you're listening um, to this, you get a sneak preview of the, the episode to come at the end of the month, which is a fantastic episode with an organization called Cancer and Careers. And um, they talk a lot about the, um, the intersection where work meets cancer is how, they, is how they phrase it. So a lot of great resources there. And then, of course, lots more to come through the, the rest of the year. Um, in fact, one of the episodes that we're going to do that I'm really excited about is um, the, the Histiocyte Society has a turnover of presidents every three years. And this is a year that we're going to get a new president. And that is uh, Kim Nichols from St. Jude. And we are going to do an interview with her to learn about what her vision is for her presidency with the Histiocyte Society. So some great episodes to come for the rest of the year, some great ones already out. If you've missed any, go back and listen to them. And um, yeah, we're excited to bring you more for the rest of the year on those. Yeah, those the Cancer and Careers, I'm very excited to listen to and um, thrilled to hear Kim's vision as well for uh, for the society and for what she wants to see happen in the coming years. And I will just also say, if you subscribe through whatever platform you listen to the podcast on, you get a little notification when it comes out. So you can be one of the first to hear it. <laughs> um, I know I love every time I see it come through, I jump right on and take a listen. <laughs> We're excited about what we have for the for the rest of the year for, for the podcast. And um, again, I, we mentioned it at the end of every podcast, but if any of you have any ideas of what you would like to hear or any kind of um, episodes that you think we could do, please reach out to us. Um, we have a special email set up just for the podcast. It's podcast at histio.org. And you can email us what your podcast ideas are. And we would, we would love to hear those and um, work them in if we can and, and uh, find guests to interview about different topics and things like that. So please reach out. Don't be shy. <laughs> we want to hear. All right. So what else? Anything else that we missed? Um, I will just mention that there have been, if, if you've been following some of our um, webinars, we've had a few really amazing opportunities. Some we will be sharing very soon, but we had recently a continued medical education program that we were able to co-host with a company called Practice Point Communications. Mm. And that was through the support of SOBI that we were able to host this opportunity and it was on HLH. So uh, physicians and researchers, um, medical professionals could jump on this uh, course and learn about HLH while also receiving um, continued medical education credit. 
So that's a partnership that we're going to try to strengthen and see if we can expand that to other histiocytic disorders. We do know we will be able to host another HLH session. Um, and so it's just finding the support to be able to host the other um, histiocytic disorders. But I think that's something that we'd love to see continue. And similarly, we were able to um, have an opportunity to participate with the Mumbai Hematology uh, group with a amazing Congress that they host. And there were over 650 physicians from somewhere around 25 to 30 countries that participated in this Congress. And Dr. Gorov Goyal spoke on Rose Dorfman disease. And so we will be able to share that with you uh, very soon. Um, I don't know if the podcast will come out before the webinar is shared or if this uh, the webinar will be shared first, but take a look for it and um, take a listen to his talk. He did a beautiful job of talking about Rose Dorfman disease to a medical audience. However, I will promise you that even if you aren't familiar with, with the medical terminology, he makes it very digestible for everyone to participate in that conversation. But yes. um, these engagements are so inspiring because it's really amazing to see histiocytosis on such a platform with so many different organizations aware of histio or working to help support histio. And then with so many physicians present around the world to learn about Rose Dorfman disease, which we know is one of the more rare histiocytic disorders. That's just really amazing. So opportunities like that, that we find uh, happen throughout, throughout each year are just wonderful. And we try to seize every moment that we can. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been quite a, a first half of the year. <laughs> We've been very, very busy and doing a lot of things and it's um, all exciting things. And, and again, uh, it's, it's always good to be able to take a moment and look back at, at everything we've accomplished and um, really kind of savor it for a second. So um, this has been, this has been awesome. Do we want to talk a little bit about what we've got coming up for the second half? Absolutely. Yes, I, I would love to. So um, I'll just, I'll kind of go back really briefly to 2020. Um, when I joined the association, talk just a little bit about some of the things we charted out to accomplish because it'll inform some of the backbone of what we're what we're working on right now, but also what's to come at the remainder of this year. So um, a couple of things we really wanted to accomplish were to Im improve our website. We had an amazing website, but knew we needed to have a different experience for those visiting for the first time and um, increase the community's desire to go back to the website as a resource. So we, we had accomplished that. And now we can um, start to really update the content in a much more robust way. So um, this year coming very soon, we will be launching new information for each of the histiocytic disorders. So we had, through the support of SOBI, enlisted the help of uh, several experts in the histiocytosis uh, space. So they are um, clinicians who are really well-versed in histiocytic disorders, and they did a full audit of our current content on our website and provided updates on the histiocytic disorder, medical and scientific information. So um, the LCH and children page is actually fully, fully launched and has updated information, but it's currently being reviewed by some of the members of the community to make sure that we've answered all of the questions. Um, it has been approved by our scientific committee, so we can validate that the information there is, is accurate, up to date, and if you're interested in taking a look, that's an example of what all of the pages will look like in, in the coming months. But we have really been able to realize some of the progress that's been made over the years through receiving these updates. Um, you can just see the 
difference in the understanding of and the fact that histiocytosis is classified as neoplasm, uh, you know, you can see that highlighted in the literature. You see information about the genetic mutations. So it's just amazing to, to see that. And then so so that, you know, that will happen uh, over the coming weeks and months we'll be announcing as they're ready for, for everyone to go take a look, but we'll also be able to update our brochures and we'll be updating resources on our website. So we have new education videos that will be coming out and we can share those on the website. We have new resources. If you haven't seen our yoga for histio or the peer to peer support groups that we're rolling out right now, these are all things that are a part of that expansion of resources, expansion of the um, wish to keep, keep the community together and to continue to support you. Um, and we'll, so we'll be continuing to grow resources on the website as we go. Um, and so I say website, but really there are these programs that are out there for you and also the content that we have available. In addition to the collaboration between other organizations that we spoke about, we also have been starting to collaborate more with other groups beyond Histio. So you mentioned Cancer and Careers. That's a beautiful um, example of that. But also Pituitary World News is another example. We've started to collaborate a lot more with them to increase our education and the community's resources. Um, we know that diabetes insipidus impacts several of the histiocytic disorders. Um, they can have pituitary involvement, causes DI, and sometimes it's the first indication of histio. So there's a lot we can do there. We talked about dermatology. We, we know that there's um, a rheumatology that's involved in a lot of histiocytic disorders. So we're looking to expand beyond the um, sort of the initial purview of histio and to start to collaborate with other areas that um, may be a part of your histio journey and see what we can learn there and how to expand your resources. We also uh, have some awesome opportunities to sit on panels. One of those includes the PCORI Patient-Centered Outcomes Research. Um, the PCORI Rare Disease Advisory Panel is something that we sit on. And so we have an annual meeting coming up at the end of this year that we'll participate in and excited to report back what that entails and, and what comes out of that. Um, we have Rare Disease Week. It's in August. It's actually a couple weeks long, but that's an advocacy effort that we'll be involved in. Um, and then we also are going to be working on um, increasing our presence on social media, access to information, more communications, more resources, more opportunities to connect, like I mentioned, those peer supports. And I'm sure I'm missing some things. Um, but really, we, you know, to quote Nord, um, I love their, their tagline, it's alone, we are rare, and together we are strong. I think one of the, the big themes that I've seen us try to really be intentional about is just collaboration and connection so we can improve what we what we know, what we understand, and then share that out with you. And so I think that's a, a huge theme of the second half of this year is just to continue to increase that as much as we can. And to see some of these projects that we set out on in 2020, that we can um, sort of, I'll say, finalize them, get that information updated, and then embark on some new things, some new programs. Definitely have a lot going on. And again, it's all exciting things. And I think it's important just to um, let the community know that, um, you know, we are here for you and we are doing the work that we're doing for you and for your loved ones that are dealing with histiocytosis. So we hope that uh, this episode was helpful and just kind of getting caught up on where we are and what we've been doing. And um, I'm sure we'll do another one at the end of the year to kind of wrap up the year and hopefully be able to report back that a lot of these things that we said we were working on are complete. So yeah, this has been a, a great catch up. Anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? 
I don't think I have anything specific to add about just the, what we've been talking about, but I would just say that um, we're grateful for each and every one of you. And we appreciate that you tune into the podcast. Really think this is an awesome platform to share and to connect with you. So um, we hope that you've enjoyed the conversation. And if you have things that you'd like us to consider as part of our work, you know, like Kathy said, this is something we do for you. So um, everything that we do is, is for what you need. So let us know what that, those things are and we will do our best to accomplish them. All right. I guess that about does it for now. So we will wrap up here. And as I mentioned, you'll be, uh, we'll have our, our cancer and careers episode out in just under two weeks. It'll come out July 27th. And then we've got a lot of great episodes coming for the rest of the year. So stay tuned. Deanna, thank you so much for being here with us again. And uh, we can't wait to see you back. Thank you, Kathy. So there you have it. We've certainly been busy so far this year, crushing our goals and doing all that we can to help and strengthen our Pistio community. As you've heard, we've accomplished some pretty exciting things and are working towards many more. So we encourage you to check our website often and look for our emails for the most up-to-date information on projects and initiatives. I hope you found today's episode valuable and educational and that it's brought awareness to some of the things that are available to you as a Histio patient, family member, or caregiver. If you liked this episode, please consider leaving a review, sharing with a friend, leaving us a comment, or taking a screenshot of the episode and tagging us on Instagram at histiocytosis underscore association. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you're notified every time a new episode of Beyond the Diagnosis is released. Remember, we want to hear from you. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, you can email it to podcast at histio.org and put podcast idea in the subject line. For links to studies, articles, or resources referenced in today's episode, be sure to check the show notes. As always, we've so enjoyed bringing you this episode of the podcast and look forward to sharing our next episode coming soon. Until then, take good care.